Welcome back Giants fans. So today we have another video talking about the NFL draft and what I did for this video was I went to DraftKings and looked up who is the most likely to be picked at number five overall which of course is a pick the Giants own. Now of course the Giants have the seventh overall pick as well but for some reason these betting sites do not have the odds for the seventh overall pick. I guess it cuts off after five. So we're going to work with the fifth overall odds and talk about picks number five and seven. But anyway we have the fifth overall odds right in front of me right now. We'll talk about which players are most likely to go there. Would I be happy with them? Would I not be happy with them? Leave in the comments which players you want on this list and which players would you be disappointed with on this list. Hopefully you guys enjoy the video and let's get into it. So let's start with the first three guys. I'll call them the big three, even though it's not actually a thing, but I'm going to call them the big three anyway. Iki Aquanu at plus 200 is the number one guy. Plus 250's Evan Neal, he's number two. And number three is my favorite, Kayvon Thibodeau at plus 350. Now, I will say this. If the Giants were able to come away with two out of these three guys, of course, they can't take all three with only two picks. But if they were able to come away in the first round with either Iki Aquanu, Evan Neal, and then get Kayvon Thibodeau at number seven... I might have to do a backflip on camera for you guys. I don't know. Like, I would be super excited if they were able to pull that off somehow. So, I don't know how the draft is going to go. A lot of it depends on how the Texans handle the third pick overall. And we don't know. It could be Trayvon Walker. It could be a tackle like Aquanu, like Neil. We have no idea. But in the event that Trayvon Walker does go number three... And let's say the Jets take, I don't know, some wide receiver. Maybe that's too early for a wide receiver. Maybe they take Kyle Hamilton, because I do think Marcus May left uh, for the Saints, I'm pretty sure. So let's say they take Kyle Hamilton. The Giants could be in that situation of, oh my God, Iki Aquanu's on the board, Evan Neal's on the board, and Kayvon Thibodeau's on the board. Now, I don't know what Detroit's uh, doing at number two overall. That's a wait and see as well. Maybe they'll go quarterback. I hope they do. Carolina's in between us at number six. They need a quarterback, so we'll see what they do there. But what I'm saying is there's a chance, and I would be super excited whether it's Iquanu, whether it's Neal, and then package one of those guys with Thibodeau, and you leave the first round with that. That would be fantastic in my opinion. I would love that. And that gives the Giants their right tackle of the future and gives them that alpha edge rusher to pair with Aziz Ojolari and can actually give the Giants a pretty good pass rushing unit next year, assuming that Kayvon Thibodeau is not that raw in his rookie year, which could be possible, but still. Once he comes into his own in year two, year three, and Aziz Ojolari is mature and in year three, year four, that's going to be a great tandem right there. So if you have Andrew Thomas and pair him with Iki Aquano, Evan Neal, that's going to be your left tackle, right, right tackle combination, hopefully for near a decade. So that right there can be... Two amazing picks for the Giants if they were able to pull that off. Now, is that plan flawed and some of these guys may go before we pick? Yeah, absolutely. I, I could see the Jets going with Kayvon Thibodeau at four. I can see the Texans going Iki Aquanu at three. I can see the Lions taking Iki Aquanu. I do think we get one of those guys, though. I do think when the Giants pick at five, we will see at least one of Iki Aquanu, Evan Neal, and Kayvon Thibodeau on the board. So I'm hoping that's the case because that's like the big three once again that I want. But we'll see how Joe Shane and the Giants look at it. So I would say the next tier of guys here, Amada Gardner is a plus 500, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback. Then you have Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher, also at plus 500. And Charles Cross is plus 1,000, who is the offensive tackle. So I kind of put those guys in the same area because, as I said, I like the big three of Aquanu, Neal, and Thibodeau. But I would not mind these guys either. Like, looking at Trayvon Walker... Are there concerns about like production and having to get more pass rushing moves and working on his hand fighting and things like that? Sure, but that can be coached out of him. Like there are things that 
he brings to the table that other guys cannot bring because you look at his metrics, athleticism, he has it all. So he's the perfect build for an edge rusher. So if this coaching staff thinks they can just get the most out of Trayvon Walker, I can get behind that pick as a Giants fan. Now, I do think taking him at number one overall over Aiden Hutchinson is crazy, but that's the Jaguars' problem to worry about. So if he does fall to five, which who knows at this point, because apparently the Texans might be into him, we'll see, but the Giants do need an edge rusher. I told you guys, you know, we, we know how after Aziz Ojolari, it's like there's not much going on here. There are some rotational guys. We know that. But still, there's not really much to hang your hat on with this edge rushing group for the Giants. So if they really think Trayvon Walker can be coached up a bit, then I, I don't see why not. I would be a bit concerned, of course, but I can get behind it. Now, with Ahmad Garner, the one thing that I was concerned about watching him was his speed because I felt like his top end speed was not that great, but then he ran like a 4-4-1 at the combine. So now that pretty much answers my questions. I don't really have many concerns about Ahmad Garner. I do think I like Derek Stingley a bit more. We'll get to him later. I'm pretty he's on this list, but yeah, we'll get to Derek Stingley later. I do like him a bit more. I know there's injury concerns with him, but for some reason, I do like Derek Stingley a bit more. But with Ahmad Garner, I can see it. And we know that Don Martindale had that quote that he would rather invest in his cornerbacks because he knows that his defensive scheme will generate a pass rush. So if Joe Shane follows what Don Martindale believes in, the Giants would prefer to go cornerback over edge rushers. So keep that in mind as well. Now for Charles Cross, he was my least favorite out of the big three once again for um, offensive tackles, Evan Neal, Ikiakuanu, and Charles Cross. And really the only concerns I have about Cross is that he kind of was like a late breakout type of guy. He was not as well known until this past year. And he comes from that Mike Leach offense, of course. So how can he translate to a pro style offense? We'll see about that as well. But that's pretty much it for my concerns with Charles Cross. I don't have too many. Some people believe he has the best feet and is the best pass blocking offensive tackle in this class. So if the Giants fall in love with him and think he can be the right tackle for the next 10 years, then hey, that's that's fine with me. So I will say from, you know, watching these guys, he's my least favorite out of the, the big three for offensive tackles. But once again, what the hell do I know? So that's my preference, Evan Neal, and then I'm going Iquanu, and then I'm going with Charles Cross, but we'll see how the Giants feel about that. Like, there's not many ways they can screw this up, you know what I mean? Like, there's a couple names on here that I'd be pretty annoyed with, but for the most part, if it's any of these first six guys, I can get behind it. Like, high positional value, looking at offensive tackles and edge rushers, cornerback. I like all that, of course, for high picks. Um, and these are good players. Like, I don't, you know, I do like some guys more than others. Like, yes, I prefer Evan Neal over Charles Cross. Yes, I prefer Kayvon Thibodeau over Trayvon Walker. But I could be wrong. Like, who the hell am I? So... I trust Joe Shane until he gives me a reason not to trust him. Like, if he pulled a Dave Gettleman and took Jordan Davis at number five overall and a defensive tackle, I'd be a bit annoyed. I think Jordan Davis is going to be a fine player, but to take that five overall or seven overall, that's a bit rich for my liking. So, I don't think they can screw it up, honestly, but... Still, the first six guys on this list, I would be fine with as a Giants fan. So on this next tier, we have Jermaine Johnson, the second, the edge rusher out of Florida State. And then we have Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, who's a plus 1,500. So I'll start with Kyle Hamilton. And I wish I had more of an analysis on him, but like I just don't. Basically, how I sum up Kyle Hamilton was I heard so much hype about him back in like January, February. And then I watched him and I expected so much more. Like I came away wanting more. And that's not me saying Kyle Hamilton sucks, but like I just thought I was going to see more. Like he has very impressive 
tackling ability, ball skills, and things you want to see from a safety. I think he could be better in man coverage. His like closeout speed wasn't all that impressive to me. And he is very fast, like top end speed. I think he reached like 21 miles per hour this year or something like that. But still, there I just left wanting more when it came to Kyle Hamilton. Wow, Anthony Rizzo, another home run. Jeez. Anyway, so I don't know about, you know, what it is with Kyle Hamilton. I just couldn't get behind him at number five overall. Maybe at seven I can live with it, but I don't know. For some reason I just like didn't see what other people were seeing. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I feel like we've all had this before where everybody else hypes up a prospect and we watched him and we're like, eh, I don't really, I don't see what you guys are seeing. So once again, I could be very wrong. He might be the next great safety in NFL history. I don't know. But I I just didn't come away saying like, oh, that's a guy that I definitely want the Giants to take. I don't know. So let me know how you guys feel about Kyle Hamilton. Jermaine Johnson, the second though, they're are concerns, of course, but I think I do like him. Like, I'm, I'm keep going back and forth on him, but I think I like him. The concerns are that, like, he's not a amazing athlete. He's a good athlete, not an amazing one. Aaron Judge, back-to-back. Look at the Yankees. All right, so he's not an amazing athlete, but he was a late breakout. That concerns me as well, but, like, his bend is amazing. I think he has a lot of pass rushing moves and he had production. So I'm looking at him like, you know, is he is it worth to take him at five or seven? I would prefer the trade back in that situation, but if the Giants really felt strongly about Jermaine Johnson and couldn't pass on him and had to take him at seven, I guess that's okay. I mean, he kind of reminded me of like Brian Burns when I watched him, and of course, I love Brian Burns, and he ended up having a pretty good NFL career so far. I shouldn't say pretty good, a very good career with the Carolina Panthers so far. So if he can be like that, you're looking at a very good pick. So I don't know. Jermaine Johnson, though, at five or seven, it seems a bit crazy because a month ago it seemed like that was not going to happen, but I do see the hype and why people love him, so I can be okay with that pick. Next, we have the quarterback tier, Malik Willis, plus 2,000. Kenny Pickett plus 2,500. So my take on this is that I can get behind Malik Willis. Can I get behind Kenny Pickett as much? Not really. Because I look at Malik Willis and see some of the tools he has, the athleticism, the rocket arm, and how he can extend plays and make plays with his feet. And I'm like, yeah, if that guy just puts it all together with the accuracy and all that, like he can be special. He has the tools to be special, kind of like Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming. We knew he had the tools, but can he get the accuracy together and all that and of course it worked out for Buffalo so I'm not saying they're the same prospect we know they're not the same but still like they have similar traits in a way so I do I can see a scenario where Malik Willis is one day a top 10 top 12 quarterback in the NFL and he offers you a safe floor because of his rushing ability Malik Willis in his rookie year if he were to start all 17 games is probably getting 700 800 plus rushing yards that's just like a good baseline of where he should be at to help you know move the chains and move the sticks and make you a good rushing offense. We saw that with the Eagles this year with Jalen Hurts. Despite Jalen Hurts not being a good quarterback when throwing the ball, he was so good with his legs that the Eagles offense, especially the rushing offense, was very effective this year. So I feel like Malik Willis can do that as long as he's in the right offense. And I would trust Brian Dable to do that having just used Josh Allen in Buffalo. So I can get behind that. Kenny Pickett, I would have a tougher time with that one. I like his accuracy. I I don't love the arm strength and things like that. The hand size, I'm kind of buying into that being a concern now. So he always throws with two gloves on and you always wonder like, what's that going to be like when the weather's not as good? Because anytime you wear those football gloves with like rain, it's just, it's very difficult. So I don't know. I have my concerns about him. I I guess I can see a world where Kenny Pickett's going to be like a fine quarterback, but I just, 
I don't see him having a very high ceiling. And you guys know if you've watched me before, I love quarterbacks with high ceilings. I don't want to draft a quarterback to be the 16th best quarterback in the league. I want a top 10 guy. And I just don't really see a scenario, unless he's in a perfect situation, where Kenny Pickett's going to be a top 10 guy. So that pick would kind of like concern me in a way. But Malik Willis, while it's very risky, whoever takes Malik Willis, it's going to be a risky pick regardless, whether it's the Giants, the Steelers, uh, the Lions, like whoever takes Malik Willis, it's going to be a risky pick, but I at least can see a scenario where Malik Willis could be a top 10 guy one day based on the tools he has. Next in the plus 3000s here, we have Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback, Drake London, wide receiver, and Garrett Wilson, the wide receiver. He's out of Ohio State and Drake London's out of USC. So I don't see the wide receiver thing happening. I would be pretty surprised. The Giants already have Kenny Galladay under the massive contract. Kadarius Tony was a first-round pick last year. Some people want Tony off the team already, but I think he's going to be here for a bit. I'd be surprised if he's like traded or cut anytime soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, you do have Derek Stingley Jr. at cornerback, and that's one that I can see happening. I could see if there's like one long shot on this list. I think Derek Stingley's that guy. Like, I don't think the Giants have shown much interest so far, but maybe they're like kind of hiding their hand and not really showing people or telling people that they're interested. So I could see it happening. I think with Derek Stingley Jr., unfortunately, he's been injured the past couple years, but when he had that true freshman season in 2019 and playing at such a freaking high level, there was nowhere he could have went but down. And I think people looked at that and had like these unrealistic expectations and expected him to build off of that freshman year and expect him to get better, when in reality, it wasn't really possible to get better because he was so damn good as a freshman or as a true freshman. So I don't really, like the only real concern I have with Derek Stingley Jr. is the injury stuff. I think he has the hips, he has the size, he has the athleticism, the ball skills, the speed to be a great corner. But when it comes to the injuries, that's the stuff that concerns me. You already have a Dory Jackson, who we know has a lengthy injury history. Assuming Bradbury's traded or not going to be here after this year, which is the most likely outcome, do you want to pair Derek Stingley with a Dory Jackson, two injury-prone corners? I don't know if you want to go that route, but me being a Derek Stingley fan, I can get behind it, but I do understand there is risk involved with that pick. Now for Drake London, you're looking at a guy who's still 20 years old, 6'4", 220 pounds, and of course when you watch him, you get a lot of Mike Evans vibes, just like that man among boys, go up and get every tough catch type scenario, very good on jump balls, good on contested catches. His main concern is speed. I think he's a good route runner, I think he gets off the line very well, but Really, the top end speed's the main thing about Drake London that's a concern. I think he does have some sneaky yards after catch ability, but he's never going to be like uh, Odell was, catching a slant and outrunning guys for 60 yards. That's not really Drake London's game. So I'm not expecting that. And plus, the Giants already have Kenny Galladay, who's already the ex receiver. I don't see this pick happening. So Drake London, he might go to the Jets or something at 10, have a nice career there. But I just think for the Giants, it does not make a lot of sense. Now, for Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State, he is six foot 183 he's not the biggest guy but he can be that guy that plays a Sterling Shepard role he has the experience of slot and outside very good route runner he's elusive as well after the catch so I could see like if it's between Drake London and Garrett Wilson for who fits the Giants better right now Garrett Wilson's that pick but once again I just don't see it being a wide receiver I would be surprised honestly so I'm a big Chris Olave guy. I think I like Olave more than Garrett Wilson, which I know might not be a popular opinion, but I do love my 
myself some Chris Olave. But Garrett Wilson, I think, would fit the Giants well as like that Sterling Shepard replacement. But once again, does it make sense for the Giants to pick a receiver in the top, you know, five or seven picks? I don't think so. So I don't see them going that route. But Derek Stingley Jr is a sleeper where I could see it happening. And now the bottom three guys in terms of the chances of being the fifth overall pick, Trevor Penning is plus 7,500, Jordan Davis plus 10,000, and George Karloftis plus 10,000. So just to sum those guys up real quickly, Trevor Penning's interesting because he's like 6'7", what the hell is his weight? 6'7", 325. And he did play at Northern Iowa, so you're looking at the competition level being like, all right, well, who did he play against? But... He was so dominant this year that you can see a scenario where a team just falls in love with him based on his metrics, the tape they watched, and he just was a man among boys, and he was getting a lot better as the year went on. Like He was another guy, kind of like Charles Cross in a way, who was not getting much hype coming into this year, but he had such a dominant 2021 season that he's now like talking about being a first round pick. So looking at him, it's like, yeah, I can see a world where based on his power, his physicality, how wide he is. I can see a team falling in love with that, but in the top seven picks, I don't know about that. So, you know, if a team wants to just go outside the box and take Trevor Penning, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world, but I do think most teams will look at the top three of this class with the Kwanu, Neil, and Cross and take those guys before they take Trevor Penning. So I don't see it happening, although it would be very interesting. Jordan Davis is a guy that he pretty much does one thing. He just shoots gaps and stops the run very well. But being 6'6", 340, you would like him to drop some weight and be like around that 320 area to do more. I'm sure he can push the pile and do what Vita Vea does as a pass rusher, but... That's still, like, when you're 340, there's only so much you can do. You know what I mean? Like, he killed the combine, did a great job there, but you have too many limitations when you're 340 pounds. So I can see him being, like, one of the top three best run stoppers in the NFL sooner than later, but in a pass-heavy league, is it worth taking a guy like Jordan Davis in the top seven? That was my argument against Dexter Lawrence, although Dexter's a really good player. Was it worth taking a two-down run stopper in a pass-heavy league in the middle of the first round? I didn't think so. So I don't see the Jordan Davis thing happen. George Karloftis is another one where he has a great motor mentality type of guy, but he just needs more pass rushing moves, and I just don't think teams are going to fall in love with his traits as compared to a Trayvon Walker, as compared to a Jermaine Johnson or a Kayvon Thibodeau. So I don't see him going before those type of guys. Um, I'm sure Karloftis would fit in nicely, like somewhere in like the back of the first round. I could see like maybe middle of the first round, but I just don't see a team taking him in the top 10. I can maybe see like a Baltimore taking him. I think they missed the playoffs this year, so maybe that's like a middle of the first round pick, but I just don't see it happening with uh, the Giants for George Karloftis. So that's pretty much it for the list though. I mean, pretty much as long as the Giants left with the first two picks, and of course trading back's an option. I didn't even talk about that, but trading back's definitely an option because you know, you want to get more picks for next year. Assuming that Daniel Jones is not going to be the guy next year, the Giants may have to draft a quarterback in 2023, and you might as well get yourself some more assets for next year's draft. So I'm not opposed to that. But assuming they stay at picks number five and seven, I'm fine with Aquanu, Neil, Thibodeau, Sauce Gardner. I can live with Trayvon Walker. Charles Cross is fine. Jermaine Johnson, I'm fine with. I talked about my concerns with Kyle Hamilton, although it might be just me, honestly. Uh, Malik Willis, I can get behind. I wouldn't do it, but I can get behind it. Kenny Pickett, I wouldn't love it that much. Derek Stingley, 
Risky, but I would like it. I think he's a great player. Drake London, I don't think it makes sense for the Giants having Galladay. Garrett Wilson, good player. I don't think it makes sense right now drafting another wide receiver. Trevor Penning, an interesting one. Too risky, though. I wouldn't do it at five or seven. Jordan Davis, I need more out of him. I can't just have him be a run stopper. I, I need more. And George Karloftis, yeah, I just I can't see that happening. So that's pretty much where I'm at right now. You know, outside of Derek Stingley, pretty much everything else is chalky for me. I, I can deal with Malik Willis and the top six guys. I'm cool with. So let me know in the comments, how do you guys feel about this list? Who do you want to see the Giants take at picks number five and seven? Um, So going forward, I'm going to make a video answering the community page questions. I'm sure you guys asked a ton of questions. I will get to that eventually before the draft. I want to make a mock draft, of course. I'm not going to go crazy and do like seven rounds like I used to back when I was a, a nut, but I'll probably do like the first five rounds. I think that's fair. After that, it's kind of like you're just throwing darts. I think one time I randomly got a seventh round. I got TJ Brunson right somehow. Somehow randomly just picked TJ Brunson to be pick number, whatever the hell it was, and the Giants actually took him there, but you're just taking a shot in the dark there. So I'll do a top five round mock draft. That should be fine. But anyway, I'll do that video, answer the community page questions, and I'm sure more news will come out about the draft with the Giants, and I'll make more reactions to that. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this video, and I will talk to you guys next time.